Chapter Two of David Ransom's Watch by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two: The Outlook. After this, the Stearns household set out to reconstruct itself and grow used to thinking about changed conditions. Perhaps the faithful help Miranda felt the change as much as any of them. She began to be allowed to assume fresh responsibilities and attempt delicate tasks heretofore trusted to no one but Hannah. She heard daily, sometimes several times a day, little lectures which began with the impressive words, Miranda, when you are here alone, you will need to remember, or some kindred phrase that foreshadowed solemn trusts. All the time, Hannah's mind seemed to be occupied with schemes intended to add to the comfort of her father and grandmother, and make them feel her absence as little as possible. The stricture at her heart, which she felt whenever the thought of leaving her charge in the hands of aliens, she hid away even from Ben Ransom, especially after she discovered that he was almost disposed to resent it as an indication that she cared more for her father and grandmother than for him. It was a feeling that she must begin to try to get used to the changes that had helped to reconcile her to that preliminary three months of absence from the farm. A friend of her girlhood, to whom she had given the love that she would have bestowed upon a sister, fell into invalidism and was ordered to a mountain resort for the summer. A pitiful appeal to Hannah Stearns to accompany her into what she was pleased to call exile, backed by the mother who could not leave her invalid husband to attend her child, came at a time when Hannah was trying to convince herself that it would be possible for her father to get on with her away, and it seemed to her a providential opportunity to try what life at the farm would be without her. At the last minute, however, she had summoned Mrs. Austin from her own home cares to act as housekeeper, her heart having failed her with regard to Miranda. They had all borne it very well, especially Miranda, who had embraced the opportunity to make a long-promised visit to her married sister, and to install the pretty-faced girl, Lucy, to serve as helper to Mrs. Austin. "'She is a silly little thing,' Mrs. Austin explained to Hannah, when, on the evening of her return, two days earlier than she had been expected, that good woman gave an account of her stewardship. "'A bit vain of her red cheeks and bright eyes, you know, and all that sort of thing. But she'll get over that, and she is handy and spry and quick to catch on to new ideas. I should keep her if I were you. Miranda needs someone. A body does when they are left here alone. You know how it is yourself.' Often your pa or your grandma wants a little waiting on when you can't leave nohow. Not but what Miranda does well. I do say for it, Miss Hannah, she does you credit. When my Tommy took sick that week and I just had to go home, I rode out here every blessed day but one to see how things were going, and everything was in that order that I wouldn't have known but I was here myself. You can trust Miranda every time, and I know it will be a comfort to you to have me say so. And Lucy will work into a real good runabout for her. Your pa thinks so, too, and the old lady takes to her first rate. 
oh you'll be fixed as fine as a fiddle miss hannah and needn't to worry a mite about going away for good hannah's heart caught at that last phrase she hoped and prayed every day on her knees that her going away might be for good to them all nevertheless she knew that she was very glad indeed to be at home the mountains were very well and emily bennett had without doubt gained faster under her watchful care than she could have done without her but when the tall chimneys of the old farm rose on her vision as she rode from the station in the depot wagon earlier by two days than she was expected the sense of home and loved ones to whose highest comfort she was essential possessed and thrilled her she knew in her inmost heart that by no means all the gladness was due to the fact that she was now only twenty miles removed from ben ransom and she was distinctly glad that the day set for the final wrench from home was still months away the sideboard being finally reconstructed to her mind miss stearns turned again to the window and the view she had that time brought a rich glow to her face and a new light to her eyes there by the side gate looking down upon the leaves that lucy had swept into a gorgeous heap was ben ransom how could he possibly have heard so soon was hannah's thought or perhaps he doesn't know i am here and has come out in the goodness of his heart to see father and grandmother it must be that he simply can't have received the note that i mailed this morning he probably has a business call to make in this direction and has seized the opportunity to look in on father it would be like him she walked quickly toward the sideboard glass and took a swift survey of herself from a new standpoint she decided that she looked very well she was certainly not in evening dress but ben must get used to seeing her in working trim the light in her eyes over this thought and its suggestions was pleasant to see it made her look younger and prettier though pretty was not the word to apply usually to a face like miss stearns's she returned to the south window it commanded a view of the side porch and the door which opened into the family sitting-room if their guest meant to enter by that door as he had a friendly way of doing it would give her a chance to see the first look on his face when father told him she was at home but ben had not yet reached the porch he had followed lucy back over the just swept walk both were laughing and the girl's cheeks had grown a deeper red she was apparently being accused of not sweeping clean as the wind had already strewn more leaves over the path the young man took the broom from her hand and was making vigorous strokes with it while she looked on and laughed she is a trifle too familiar in her manner for a respectable girl commented miss hannah i suppose the child has never been trained in the proprieties and benjamin cannot help but be kind and friendly with everybody she knew however that she would before long contrive a way to give him a gentle caution to the effect that lucy was young and ignorant and silly they had stopped sweeping now and stood under the great elm together apparently engaged in examining closely a deeply veined autumn leaf that glowed against lucy's light dress she was very young and undoubtedly very silly 
she had forgotten for the moment that miss hannah was at home had she thought of it she would have believed that father and daughter were together in the sitting-room where she had left them going over accounts and the elm tree could not be seen from the sitting-room windows but the great square window in the dining-room commanded a full view miss hannah's eyes could see far and well the sight she saw under the elm tree photographed itself on her memory ben ransom took the broom again and leaning on it as a staff put his free arm about lucy's unresisting waist and bending kissed her full upon her red lips not once only nor twice for a full fascinated minute hannah stearns stood looking then she turned and went swiftly across the room through the kitchen to the back stairway from which she could make her way to her own room which she entered closing and locking the door after her oh you horrid man giggled lucy making a feint of slipping from the embrace of the firm arm what do you suppose miss stearns would think if she could see you maybe she can she might be in the dining-room this minute looking out of the window lucy's tone was free from apprehension she believed she was sure that miss stearns was still with her father but ben ransom gave a little start and glanced up at the window as he removed his arm in an instant he had recovered himself and was laughing how can you find it in your wicked little heart to startle a fellow so he asked you don't think that even miss stearns can reach two or three hundred miles with her eyes do you i shall need a half dozen more kisses to pay for the shock you gave me lucy giggled again but twitched herself away from his hand no you shan't she said positively i'm not going to run any more risks i can behave before folks if you can't and you are awfully mistaken about miss hannah she is no three hundred miles away she got home last night by the late train and came up in the depot wagon they didn't know she was coming till to-morrow but she's here all the same and i don't know but she's in the dining-room this minute looking at you she was not prepared for the sudden change which this information wrought in the young man's face and manner there was an angry light in his eyes such as she had never seen there before and he seized the girl's arm almost roughly as he said look here what do you mean if you are fooling me you shall pay for it is miss stearns at home of course she is said lucy half crying didn't i tell you she came home unexpected last night they didn't send for her nor anything she come up in bill johnson's express wagon why didn't you tell me before his tone was still fierce and unconsciously his grip on lucy's arm tightened leave go of me said lucy indignation mingling with her dismay why should i tell you how was i going to know that you cared when she got home leave go of my arm i say you hurt i don't think you are a bit nice so there then a sudden thought struck her and she hastened to reassure him say ben she ain't in the dining-room i was just in fun then do you s'pose i'd have let you kiss me if that old maid had been looking on she would have thought we was both awful 
she's in the sittin room with her father making him go over all the accounts since she's been away they say she keeps the money and lets him have a little to spend once in a while lucy was giggling again she thought she had fathomed the reason for her admirer's excitement but the young man's only answer was to give what lucy when she thought of it afterwards called a kind of snort as he dropped her arm with such suddenness as almost to set her off her feet and strode toward the house his uppermost thought was that he must find out at once whether his folly had wrought him mischief bless me said mr stearns bustling about to receive his collar and free an easy chair from the newspapers that he had strewn around the room this is an unexpected pleasure at this hour of the day what little bird told you that the mountains had given us back our treasure news travels fast in the country you know said ben ransom picking up the old gentleman's handkerchief and spectacle case and insisting upon his reseating himself in his favorite armchair so hannah stole a march on us what happened that she changed her plans and prevented our meeting her in the style we intended she is not ill i hope oh no never looked better and glad to be at home they found friends who were coming this way and changed their plans at the last minute to travel together where is hannah i wonder lucy stepping to the open window he raised his voice and the girl lucy still red of face and with eyes that suggested timidity answered her employer's call and stood waiting find miss hannah won't you and tell her mr ransom is here i'll not need to tell her to hurry after that the latter part of the sentence was for ben ransom for lucy had sped away but hannah was evidently not in haste the two men waited and talked over the latest news and the business conditions as affected by the morning paper and fidgeted at least ben ransom did from the old-fashioned luxurious lounge to the old-fashioned rocking-chair and back again taking in the window and the outside view in his transit at last the father spoke his thought what in the world can have become of hannah i thought she would fly when she heard of you being here that is the way girls used to do in my day but the fashions are changed i suppose with the times ben ransom laughed absent-mindedly and listened for sounds of approaching footsteps some one was coming it was lucy still looking startled and scared she did not glance at the guest but stood before her employer speaking rapidly miss hannah says will you please to excuse her to company this morning mr stearns she is busy about something that is just particular that she can't get away lucy's english had been acquired without the slightest regard to style what is that asked mr stearns in unbounded astonishment busy about something why she was here not ten minutes ago going over accounts with me we were interrupted by bennett who wanted to see me on some business and she said she would come back as soon as he left this explanation he gave to his guest then turned again to lucy did you tell her who was here where is she yes sir i told her through the keyhole she didn't open the door she is in her own room with her door locked mr stearns shook his head and smiled at his collar 
this is an extraordinary feminine proceeding that i don't pretend to understand a man can never understand a woman ben if he lives in the same house with her for a hundred years and he needn't try there is some wonderful secret brewing i suppose that is to take you by surprise you were not expected before this evening you know with this ben ransom had to be content he went away promising to come back in the evening and to be duly surprised as he vaulted into his saddle he looked up at the closed blinds of what he knew was hannah's room and wondered if he knew her secret and how much of a mess he was in anyhow End of chapter 2